With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Hey guys, welcome to Full Count Chaos, another episode here. Appreciate you tuning in to an Orioles podcast in late October. <laughs> Probably going to have a few more episodes and then start it back up early next year here. Um, I had a couple people email me during the week, tell me they were trying to give me reviews on iTunes and they were having some error or password error, or username error, I'm not sure. All I did was just respond and say, hey, at least thank you for trying uh, so if you get a chance, try to give me a review on iTunes. If you can't, I don't know, give me a heads up. Not really sure what that's about. Uh, real quick, before we get into everything, a lot of stuff I want to go over here with the World Series, Manny Machado, the Orioles, an email I got responding to what I was talking about last week, where any experience that you've had at uh, Camden Yards or any baseball game that you want to share, whether it's romantic, funny, violent, I I shared a violent one. That was my first story of a guy getting knocked out. A lot of people said, hey, that was great. It's always great hearing about a Yankee fan getting knocked out. And it's not because he's a Yankee fan. It was because a guy was taking a piss on his bumper. But I cleared that up last week, okay? It's not because he was rooting for the Yankees. I don't like that. I've seen that happen at games. People getting the shit kicked out of each other just because the other person rooted for the other team. Whatever. I don't like that. I don't care who it is. As much as I dislike the Red Sox and their fans and so on, I don't want to see them get their head pounded in. Fucking stupid. So obviously that story was because he was pissing on his bumper. <laughs> so I have a lot to go over. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say is my wife tonight dragged me to see the new movie Halloween. Oh, boy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear it, uh, there's probably going to be a sequel. All right. It was another one of those horror movies where, look, all you need to do, shoot the guy in the fucking head, chop his head off, put him in a, a grinder, whatever that means, but just stand there when the guy's dying. It's been the problem with those Michael Myers movies. They push him off a little 10-foot bridge, and he falls, and they're like, oh, thank God, and they're hugging each other. They're like, I'm so glad we got rid of that guy. <laughs> we shot him a 100 times, but pushing him off the side of a curb, that'll do it. Same kind of fucking movie. I don't know. See it for yourself. You might like it. It was really old school. They didn't exactly show uh, much violence. I think they were kind of shooting for the mid-80s Michael Meyer Halloween movies. Anyway, if you saw it, I hope you enjoyed it. But I, I, I would just wait for it to come out on Netflix or, or HBO or however you watch your movies these days. I love horror movies. I love all the Michael Meyer movies and Jason and Freddy Krueger. I love them all. But this movie, look, it's 2018. You got to bring something new to the table. If you're going to redo a movie like Rob Zombie, when he did, when he redid the Michael Myers movies, oh, he outstanding. Fucking great movies. If you haven't seen it, stop what you're doing right now. Go ahead. Stop the podcast. Go watch those movies. Rob Zombie, the remake of Michael Myers, Halloween. Fantastic. This one, nah. Very vanilla. Boring. Even the, uh, uh, the murder scenes were, were pretty bad. 
pretty bad. So I'm watching the World Series. I'm sure all you people are as well. Why does everyone hate Joe Buck, by the way? (laughs) Now, I've made fun of him before on this podcast, but I don't hate him. I don't mind him. I actually don't mind listening to him. I just make fun of how, you know, big, exciting plays. He's, again, very dull at trying to get you involved in the game. He doesn't give you goosebumps when somebody hits a home run. Gary Thorne, that guy gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Even when the other team hits a home run, Gary Thorne likes to celebrate. But that guy fucking works hard, man. He was doing Thursday night football one night. The very next night, he's doing the World Series games. I mean, he's all over the place. The guy's getting paid. And it made me laugh because he's calling the Thursday night game. It was the Dolphins versus the Texans. And Grant from the Dolphins got tripped. And as Grant got tripped, Joe Buck made a comment and said, yeah, it looks like Manny Machado out there. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Taking blows at Manny Machado. And, of course, all the Dodger fans come out and be like, see, Joe Buck hates the Dodgers. I think it's so funny how fans of their team, they always, no matter who's calling the game, they always think that announcer hates their team. Everybody that I know, football fans, they all think Chris Collinsworth hates their team. Now everybody thinks Joe Buck hates their team. It's pretty funny. Joe Buck, Chris Collinsworth, Jim Palmer, so many people do not like them. I love listening to them. It's so funny. So watching the World Series, I think Steve Pierce, my God, I was watching it tonight. (laughs) Steve Pierce, have a fucking night. The Red Sox are now uh, three games to one. The Dodgers blew a four to nothing lead. Oh, and late in the game, too. Dave Roberts, I'm sorry, man. I've never seen so many decisions shit the bed as fast as your decisions in this World Series. You are overmanaging, my friend. What the hell is happening? Every decision he made in tonight's game, Saturday, Saturday night, uh, which was like, what, eight hours later after uh, last night's game? (laughs) I didn't stay up to watch it. I think it went 18 innings, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the Dodgers won. Good for them. But these Red Sox, holy shit, man. They got to be one of the best teams I've seen play the game. I mean, with two outs, they have like 33 runs in the postseason. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. Again, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that the Dodgers win the World Series. I don't want to see the Red Sox win. Yeah, it was nice for a quick two seconds to see uh, Steve Pierce hit that home run to tie the game up, and then he uh, double, bases clearing double. Good for him, but then seconds later, I'm like, shit. Old Steve Pierce, professional ball player, professional hitter. Always love watching uh, all these ex-Orioles play in the World Series postseason. How is it the Orioles never started looking for a manager and GM sooner? The Orioles haven't done jack shit. The Reds, the Angels, they hire new managers. Look, the other guys need to know on the Orioles who work for them. They need to know if they have a job next year. The winter meetings are right around the corner, and still there is a nothing happening except for you know us not getting Victor, Victor, Mesa, Mesa, or whatever the hell the kid's name is. But how have the Orioles, how do they not have their shit together right now with these GMs and the managers and what they're going to do? Look, We've all been in those situations. We know we better make a decision for the future pretty quick. Like, I've been in bad relationships in my life dating a girl, and I know I need to start looking. I need to start panning out, (laughs) seeing all the fish in the sea, because this woman is actually an awful human being, and I better make future plans. So what did I do? That's what I did. I I knew shit wasn't going to work out, and it didn't. (laughs) So I moved on. I don't know what the Orioles are doing. I have no idea. And again, we're still just sitting 
and waiting, and sitting and waiting. Not too much happening right now. Again, I think the biggest news was, were we going to sign Victor Victor? And he went to Miami. I don't blame the guy. Who wouldn't want to play in Miami? You got two shitty teams you got to choose from. Do you want to live in Baltimore or do you want to live in Miami? And I'm sorry, some people may be tuning in right now saying, hey, come on. I live in Baltimore? Come on. Well, if you live in Baltimore, I'm sure if somebody came up to you and said, you have a choice. You can be a millionaire in Baltimore. You can be a millionaire in Miami. Give me that shit. Easy decision. All right, uh, we'll get back to the Orioles here in a second. I did have a guy by the name of Kai. I appreciate you writing in, Kai. Uh, so last week, again, uh, said a few minutes ago, I, if you have any experiences that you've had in Camden Yards or another stadium that you hated or loved or any story that you had that you'd like to share that you think is interesting, funny, hilarious, awful. So Kai writes in, says, hey, Nate, I also had a crazy experience in a parking lot after an Oriole game. He says a couple of years ago, the Orioles had a tough loss against the Red Sox late innings, and there were a lot of angry Oriole fans watching Red Sox fans cheering and walking out of the stadium. So tempers were extremely high that night. Well, all of a sudden, we heard two people yelling at each other, each telling one another to go fuck themselves, hanging out of their car windows. <laughs> he says, next thing we saw was one of the vehicles floored and reverse it into the other vehicle. He pulled forward and backed up again, slamming into the car again. We couldn't believe what we were seeing. It was an Orioles fan slamming into a Red Sox fan's car after they were both talking shit to each other. Nobody was hurt. Police came pretty quick, but it was pretty fucked up. Thanks for the email, Kai. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. It's amazing how sports can cause someone to just go completely batshit crazy. Over a team losing. Fights break out. So I see it all the time. I leave games constantly. Even when we win, I'm seeing fights break out because the other the other fan is angry and they're talking shit and the other one's talking shit. Look, we all get bummed out over our team's losing. It sucks. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a bad breakup. You know, you want to tell yourself, don't get mad. Don't get depressed. Or a friend would just be like, dude, don't think about it. Don't think about it. That's probably the worst advice anyone can give you when you're depressed or something's bothering you. (laughs) I know somebody's trying to cheer you up. Don't think about it. Holy shit. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that advice. I don't know what the fuck I would have done without you. Let me write that down again. Hold on again. You said don't. Did you say do not think about it or don't think about it? You know, it's like get the fuck out of here. Don't think about it. Uh, This past week, Justin Tucker Missing that extra point. He's hitting 222 kicks, extra points in a row he's made. He hasn't missed an extra point since he was 16 years old in high school. People are like, well, the announcers, they jinxed it. They said he hasn't missed an extra point. No ass face. They've been saying that every extra point of Justin Tucker's career back in 2012. So it's not that they jinxed it. He just missed it at the one of the worst times this season. But when he uh, missed that extra point, when the Ravens go down, you think they're going to tie. You might go to uh, overtime. Look, there are still 24 seconds left with Drew Brees getting the ball back. They had all three timeouts. I'm not going to sit here and say we could have won in overtime. Lord only knows what Drew Brees could have done in 24 seconds with three timeouts. Because remember, all they had to do was get in field goal range. So, again, but anyway, I couldn't fucking sleep that night. (laughs) It's ridiculous. You know, you try so hard to keep a smile on your face, and, and I watch other football games that night because I try to get distracted. 
it's fucking ridiculous that sports does that to you. I I don't see him anymore, but uh, where we sit at the Raven games, there's a guy who used to sit in front of us, an uh, older dude, and he told me one time, <laughs> I saw him, we had a home game, this was a few years ago, it, it, we had a bad loss, I think it was against the Patriots. We were talking that next week at the home game, and he says, uh, yeah, I, that was terrible. He's like, I was up throwing up all night. And I thought he had the flu. He was drunk. And I asked him, I said, drink too much? Were you sick? He goes, no, just that loss upset me so much. <laughs> I was throwing up all night. That's like borderline crazy, right? It's like you need therapy, man. I mean, we've all had those knots in our stomach when we see our team lose or Zach Britton giving up a walk-off home run when you think the game's definitely won or shit, when Jim Johnson used to be the closer and he'd give up like four games in a row and we're up by three and you know all he had to do was get one more. We all get those knots in our stomach, but I don't know anyone who, who sits up all night throwing up. But sports, man, they fuck us up. <laughs> they do. And I'm laying there in bed. My wife's the same way, man. You know, she loves the Orioles. She loves the Ravens. It's one of the reasons I married her. When I first met her, she was like, I have season tickets. And if it's a home game, uh, don't ask me to do anything because I'm going to the game. I was just like, God bless you. Will you marry me? Beautiful girl who loves football. She gets in fantasy leagues, too, and she wins half the time. I mean, she loves sports, but she gets the same way, emotional. I don't know what it is. It's like sometimes you can't sleep. Why do sports do that to you? Whether they win or lose. Your life's going to be the same way. It's like when the Ravens won the Super Bowl back in 2012. That next morning I woke up. Everything was still the same with my life. <laughs> I didn't have more money or less money or a bigger house. I didn't wake up and there's a Lamborghini sitting outside the front of my house. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we just get emotionally tied up in that shit. And this is what causes it. People start beating the shit out of each other. Like what Kai said, the guy backed up and... Rammed into the guy's car twice. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) In the past few years, I'm trying to think of the biggest Orioles loss that I I just, it really hurt the most. I was just like, that one, I think it was uh, 27, was it last season? When the Orioles were in New York, and it was April. So it was definitely after when we uh, blew it against Toronto. We blew it against Toronto in the wild card. Yeah, that hurt. (laughs) <laughs> but I think I was just more stunned that we that Buck kept you balled But I think it was when we were up. Weren't we beating the Yankees like 9-1 to one in the seventh inning in New York? And we wound up losing like 12-14 to 14 or something like that. Like it was 9-1. to one. They, they made it 9-3 to three and then we made it 12-3. to three And it's like, okay. <laughs> now we're good. But then they lost. I remember that was like one of the hardest losses in the past couple of years where I just couldn't even sleep that night. And it was it was April baseball. Like, I know they all suck when, when you lose, whether it's April or whether it's October. It hurts. But it's like, I'm laying there like, this is unbelievable. I just watched the Orioles lose a game in mid-April. It's still like 45 degrees out. And I'm laying here like I can't get to bed because I keep thinking about that game. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, how do you react over the Orioles or Ravens or your favorite team? How do you react when your favorite team loses? Okay, I, I'd rather lose, you know, 12 to 1 than 2 to 1. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. But can you remember a loss, whether whatever your favorite team is, where you just couldn't sleep at night? Are you somebody like the guy I knew at the Ravens game who, get, who actually gets sick and throws up? 
but I'm talking about it now, and I'm like, man, I, I should probably talk to his friend who he went to the games with. Like, you, you need to have an intervention with this guy. He, he's throwing up all night. But even when I tell myself that, like, even if they lose or even if they win, you know, your life's going to be the same. It still hurts. <laughs> it still hurts. Anyway, again, thanks, Kai, for writing into the show. Appreciate that. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Don't forget you can head over to Twitter at fullcountchaos, Facebook, Instagram. I got to get back on IG. Got to start posting on there. It's hard to keep up, right? I have talked many times on this show about I'm not a fan of Bryce Harper at all. I think he's one of the biggest douchebags in baseball. Now, I don't know him personally, and I understand that some of these players who act like a bunch of fucking animals are or could be great guys outside of the game. Maybe they're just very competitive. Like me, when I play sports, I get very competitive. (laughs) I've gotten physical in games. But outside of the game, you know, hey, I think I'm a pretty good guy, pretty decent guy. So if I just know you from watching you play the game like Bryce Harper and you act like a big fucking douchebag, then I'm going to say, yeah, I don't like you. I think you're a douchebag. Well, who, uh, Brandon. Brand, okay, again, he's one of the guys that writes in P.S. I don't have Twitter. I don't, inside joke if you follow the show. <laughs> he, he wrote in, he's, he was trying, he wanted to convince me that Bryce Harper is a good guy. So he sent me a link, uh, a Reddit link, of a uh, of people posting about how great of a guy Bryce Harper is. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll take a look at it. Why not? So I did. I pulled the link up, and it was. It was uh, on Reddit. And it here's what I started laughing about. Because when I when I clicked on the link, it's like, what player have you met that was a complete asshole? So right off the bat, I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought this was a link on why Bryce Harper was such a good guy. Well, I guess the conversation, the first guy who posted switched the role and talked about people think Bryce Harper is not a good guy, but here's why he is. And then people, people responding to him underneath talking about why they like him as well. Well, as I was reading, I did a little investigation. So the first thing I did, obviously, I read through these posts. And I was doing a little investigation. I'm like, hmm, let me see what's going on here. And one thing I noticed that all the comments had in common was he was with his wife. <laughs> now, I don't care how much of a tough guy you are or how big of a douchebag you are or what kind of person you are. Nine times out of ten, if you're with your wife who you love, who you want to be with, you're going to be on your best behavior. All right? That's just the way it is when you're married. Guys who act like a fucking dickhole in front of their wife, they have no respect for their wife, and they're a dickhead anyway. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here reading this being like, wait a minute. Of course he acted like a good guy to fans who were walking up to him because his wife was in front of him. Now, it was kind of interesting that I was thinking that way because, again, I, I'm almost arguing with myself saying he's a douchebag, but if you respect your wife and you love your wife, then you're going to be on your best behavior and respect people around you. So, I don't know. Maybe Bryce Harper is a good dude. (laughs) All these stories about how he came up to him with his wife. But then I heard people when he was at the uh, Caps and Vegas uh, Cup and they were walking up to him, they said he was a dick. He was a bag of dicks. (laughs) So I have no idea. But Brandon, I appreciate emailing him trying to get involved in the show, convince me that Bryce Harper's a good guy. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know. 
I still think he's a douchebag. I, th- I still think he's one of the biggest douchebags in baseball. If I ever come across and meet him and he's with his wife and he acts like a gentleman, I'll come on the show and say, you know what? I met Bryce Harper. He was a great guy. We went and got a drink. Or he doesn't drink. I don't even think he parties. That's right. Forgot about that. So anyway, uh, back to Manny Machado. But again, Brandon, thanks again for emailing in. I still think uh, Bryce Harper's a douchebag. I don't care what I read on Reddit. But Manny Machado was in the all over Twitter. Uh, Ken Rosenthal was talking about him. A lot. I'm trying to pull up some of these tweets. Anyway, if you're not following the World Series, which I'm assuming you are, you're a baseball fan, still tuning into a baseball podcast, uh, Manny was getting some heat for being dirty. And if you're an Orioles fan, I think we all knew that. <laughs> you know, it didn't help his reputation. Look, Orioles fans knew that. Oakland, a fan, uh, Oakland fans knew that. I mean, a lot of other people, Boston, New York fans. They knew that Manny Machado had a little chip on his shoulder, and I always defended him saying, you know, after that first couple of years, I said, he grew up. I think he's changed. Well, obviously he hasn't. Apparently, Buck or Adam on the Orioles pulled him aside and said, you need to cut that shit out. And he did. He cut that shit out. He behaved. He didn't act like a fucking moron. Well, <laughs> when you're on national television in the playoffs, it didn't help his reputation when he ran into the uh, Brewers' first baseman, Aguilar. That was bullshit. And then he grabbed his junk. When he uh, turned and looked at the crowd, that didn't help either. <laughs> Slide in a second. Uh, you know, he's doing all this shit, and I just said, my wife's like, "What? did you hear about this? Manny? Really? Why do people, why are people so angry at Manny? She says, I responded with, he's a dirty player. <laughs> he thinks he's bigger than the game. This is who he is. I said, again, some somehow Buck or whoever in the, in the, uh, Orioles organization got to him and said, you better chill the fuck out, and he did. But, again, I kept defending him. I have a friend who's a Red Sox fan. I, I used to get in little, not arguments, but we just kind of go back and forth. And I said, look, man, he hasn't done shit. I think he grew up. He was young. He was in his early 20s. He just was going through some shit, and he stopped. Again, Bryce Harper, he's still a D-bag. He still yells at umps and acts like a moron. But Bryce Harper, I got to say, I'm going to defend Bryce here, He's not throwing bats at people. He's not sliding into people. He's not trying to hurt anyone. I will say that. <laughs> I was talking with a friend of mine. Uh, drink, by the way. If you follow the podcast, you know what that means. Uh, who is a, a diehard Machado fan. And he agrees with me that he doesn't like Bryce Harper anyway. But I said, look, Br- Bryce Harper, I think, is one of the biggest douchebags. But he's not out hurting people. And we were going back and forth of... Who's the bigger douchebag? But yeah, Manny. Uh, everybody sees it now. Manny is is an a hole. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, Manny. He's an RBI beast, though. He's carrying the Dodgers through the postseason in the World Series. He's doing a good job. And by the way, I saw that post. Everybody talking about did did Manny Machado say "oh" during the national anthem a few nights ago? No, he didn't. I don't know what anyone's talking about. He like they were if you if you didn't see this they were singing the national anthem and the camera just happened to hit Manny and he looked like he was just doing something with his mouth like when I'm standing there sometimes I'll like start chewing on my inner like my bottom lip some habit I have but it looked like Manny was doing that I don't even know what he was doing but he didn't say oh everybody was like look at Manny he still loves the Orioles his heart is still with the Orioles 
<laughs> he didn't say, oh, he just didn't. So that's all I'm going to say about it. If you think otherwise, let me know. But go back and watch the video. He, he is not saying, oh, he's just moving his mouth, doing something with his whatever. And then game two, Manny caught the eye of the uh, Red Sox pitching coach. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Dana Lavangi or something like that. I can't remember what his uh, name is. I think that's right. But he, him saying that they uh, he believed Manny Machado was trying to relay pitches. Yeah, no shit. He said he was standing on second base relaying pitches and he didn't like that. Well, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Who cares? That's part of the game. Even Ken Rosenthal tweeted out. He says, second time in postseason, a team has detected Machado stealing signs from second base. And he said, perfectly legal. Part of the game. As long as it's done without video assistance. I don't know why people are so so angry when they hear that the other team did this. <laughs> Just how it is. So the Brewer fans, now the you know I think the Red Sox fans obviously they didn't like Manny Machado from when he was on the Orioles, but now the Brewers and other fans out there, him being in national television, people are understanding. Yeah, Manny is getting to be a big time douchebag again. Let's just hope he's not throwing bats at people anymore. But man, when he was running to first and and clipped, <clears throat> excuse me, Aguilar's leg on first base. Come on. Friends and family who love Manny Machado, I think after that they were like, damn, he is a dick. He's just a dirty player. He was that way on the Orioles. I just didn't mention it as much. The guy's winning games for us constantly, hitting grand slams in the bottom of the ninth to win by one. I'm not going to run around and be like, man, he's dirty. He's a bad player. I don't like him. Just don't mention it. Another uh, uh, sick and twisted thing with uh, uh, sport fans. You got a guy on your team who's winning. Who cares what he's doing? Ah, throwing bats at people. Who cares? He uh, walked off a home run and won the game for us. It's like all these other players out there playing sports, football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is. When it's a player on another team that you don't root for who did something like out, outside the, the game in a relationship or, or he gets arrested or he does something in a game that's inexcusable. Everyone's like, oh, they should cut him. They shouldn't allow him on the field. Dude, he's their best player. He's the reason they win games. It's just the way it is. Everybody in sports gets treated differently on how good you are. It's how it has always been. Everybody out on Twitter, uh, they should bench Manny. Manny shouldn't be able to play. The Dodgers should make an example out of Manny Machado that that is inexcusable in professional sports. Yeah, fuck off is what the Dodgers are thinking. This guy's the best shortstop baseman, one of the best players in baseball right now. We're not going to bench him because he did a couple dirty things. Oh, boy. Uh, Cracks me up. Well, obviously, we're all still waiting to see uh, who they're going to hire to be the new GM. Obviously, they got to get a a new GM, see who he wants, his guys, and then go from there with hiring a manager and all that fun shit. Also, something I'm actually looking forward to, speaking of Bryce Harper and Manny Machado... Uh, those two going to be on the market. I have this bad feeling that Manny Machado is going to be going to New York. Some lot, A lot of people that I speak to say, no, he's going to Philly. Others have said Bryce and Manny are both going to Philly. That would be great. I don't want to see those guys <clears throat> throughout the season. I don't want Manny going to New York. I still think he's going to New York. I hope to God not. <laughs> I don't want him throwing bats at any of our players. He's just one of the best baseball players out there. But to see what those two are going to get. If a team is will, if, if 
rumors that I'm hearing that they it's a possibility that both of them are going to the Phillies. Mm, that's like $600 million right there. Half a billion dollars. Maybe more than that. I don't know. I, people think that the way that Manny has, has handled himself throughout the uh, World Series and playoffs with acting like a dick, that he's taking a lot of money off his contract. I don't think he has. A lot of people think, well, he's not hustling. The other day, the other night in the World Series, he uh, hit it off the wall. He thought he hit a home run. He just started basically walking to first. And it, uh, he just wound up staying on first base. Could have been a double. He does that all the time. And again, people are like, man, he is losing a lot of money with his next contract. And I just respond with, I, I don't think he is. Boris is his agent. <laughs> you know, Boris, he's always getting players big time money. So regardless what Manny gets or Bryce gets, they're going to be just fine. They're going to be very happy, have the retirement money. But again, Brandon, Kai, appreciate you writing in. Brandon writing in, trying to convince me that Bryce is a good guy. And Kai talking about Oriole fans just ramming their cars right to Red Sox fan cars. Come on. Let's keep it to a minimum. Let's keep that violence to a minimum. Uh, Again, reach out to me anytime. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.